I need David to put in like breaking news. Um, huge news broke this Friday. Police in Ohio captured Dr. No. And we're here to give you a quick update and to tell you what we know. Brit, it's official. Dr. No has a name and his name is Samuel Legg III. Samuel was in fact a long haul trucker who at least for a time lived out of Ohio, but in 2019, he was captured living in Chandler, Arizona. Now, We don't know a ton yet, and he hasn't been connected to all of the cases, but he's been connected to enough to where, you know, we've already connected them, like, in our minds. So if he's connected (laughs) to some, he likely is connected to all of them. But let me kind of break down for you what we know. He definitely wasn't a squeaky clean guy hiding in plain sight. He had a criminal history, and he was even a suspect in a 1997 Ohio rape case of a 17-year-old girl, but he was never officially prosecuted because the police didn't think they had enough on him to take him to trial. Oh my God. Now, the girl, from my understanding, was not a sex worker, that 17-year-old girl, but she was actually hitching a ride from truckers after visiting her boyfriend in Cleveland. Now, the rape occurred at a truck stop off of Interstate 71. So knowing what we know about this guy, to me, it's a miracle that he even let her live. But it seemed like there was kind of no pattern. He would sometimes leave his victims alive. He would sometimes kill them. And I'm not sure why or how he decided who would live or die. And so it doesn't seem like a normal like escalation of rape and then murder. He kind of, from what I can tell, would fluctuate back and forth. Kind of pick and choose, right? Yeah. Now, like I said earlier, they haven't actually named all of the victims that they've linked to him yet. They've officially said that he's been linked to some rapes and he's been linked to four murders, but they haven't named all four. They've only been able to come out with two victims. So I don't know if you remember Sharon Kedzerski. She was the one that was actually like the... She'd recently been divorced after like 17 years. She was living in Florida and then shows up in Ohio. And she was a Jane Doe for a long time until she was identified. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. So they have officially linked him to her case. And then they've officially linked him to one of the women who still remains a Jane Doe. There are two more murder cases that they've been able to conclusively tie him to, but their names have not been released. And I would assume that they're trying to make contact with the families first, but I don't know that for sure. Right. Okay. Now, again, they're also able, he was suspected in that 1997 rape case. And now with this DNA, they're able to officially tie him to the 1997 rape case as well. Oh my God, that's so amazing and exciting, but how did they actually find him? How do you think? We are living in a time of reckoning. It is the season of justice, baby. Season of justice. Season of justice. And every bad guy better be (laughs) shaking in their boots because genealogy testing is real and it will find you. And that is exactly how they found Samuel Legg. They traced his DNA to a relative and then found him. 
There have been recommendations made that Leg should now be investigated in relation to other Ohio truck stop victims, which, like, obviously. But Duh, yeah. I, I don't know how much usable DNA they have in the rest of the cases. There has to be some reason that he only hit on these four initially. Also, I think he should be connected to more than just other Ohio victims. Like, one of his victims, they say, was from Illinois, and I'm wondering who else this guy is connected to in other states. We talked about it at the very end of our episode. Like, how unlikely would it be that he was just operating in Ohio, especially when we know he's picking up girls in other states? And it was just happened to be the Ohio reporter who was, like, paying attention and putting it all together. His victims could be everywhere. He was in Ohio in the 90s, so that was his home base. But we know eventually he moved cross-country to Arizona, and I think he even spent some time in Indiana. Britt, you, like, looked him up briefly, right? Yeah, so you know me, the Google queen. And Indiana has a public database for any offense, traffic violation, criminal offenses, that you can just look up Indiana residents or people who have Indiana charges. And while I was trying to find more information about this after you texted me yesterday when this news said, like, just kind of trickled out into the media. Well, he wasn't even convicted yesterday. They, they just said, like, there's this guy who's convicted of rape or he's going to trial for rape. And he might and be he's connected. also connected to some murders, yeah. but they don't know who yet. Yeah. So even just with that information, I started digging because that's just what I do. And so I think... You know, Ohio, just one state over, if he was trucking, there's a really good chance that he uh, would have to come through Indiana at one point in time. And I confirmed that in June of 1997, he got a parking ticket in LaPorte. And I was just there last Saturday. Yeah, no, he actually, he wasn't just like hanging out in Indiana. He actually lived in Indiana for a time. So this guy has been all over. And I think just looking at Ohio or even just the surrounding states would be a mistake. I think the police need to look a lot further. And in looking at his history, it wasn't just women at truck stops that he was suspected of killing. Back in 1990, he was the prime suspect in the murder of his own stepdaughter. And we're actually also releasing, along with this episode, a mini episode on our Patreon to kind of tell you his stepdaughter's story. So if you're interested in learning more about this guy, you can hop over there and get all the details. It's like 23 episodes, five bucks. But this case is still unfolding. So make sure you all set your Google alerts. Keep following this case because I think this guy will get tied to a lot more in the future. So be weird, be rude, and don't ever hitch rides. We will see you Monday with a full length episode.
Crime Junkie is an audio Chuck production. So what do you think, Chuck? Do you approve? Uh-huh.